0: Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Come on, bark like a dog for me. Bark like a dog? Oh, yeah! Yeah! We're tanks for nothing! Uh, Danny, this is not Russia. Is this Russia? This is Russia. Yeah, I Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Golf Worldwide Podcast, where we cover everything both PGA and European Tour Fantasy Golf. This is episode 83, and today I'm going to do very quick reviews of the 2019 Hero World Challenge, the 2019 Australian PGA Championship, and the 2019 Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open and then I will be previewing the 2019 South African Open. My name is Keith, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have four sections to get through, and I'll be moving fairly quickly. If there is one section that you are interested in more than the others, there are time marks you can jump to listed on the website at fantasygolfworldwide.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at fantasygolfww, or you can follow myself at KeithyFranchise. And before I jump into this episode, I'll do a quick unit update. For the new 2018 2019 season, after 11 events, my unit total is currently sitting at positive 29 units. I hit John Rom for the win at the Hero World Challenge, and I barely hit Grant Forrest for another eight units at Mauritius. So with that, I will go ahead and jump in to my review of the 2019 Hero World Challenge. And I do not have a whole lot to say here, except that it was a super solid performance by John Rom. And while it's always nice to pick a winner, this one doesn't feel all that special for a couple of different reasons. The first reason being that it's only a field of 18 players. And the second reason being that it's sweet victory that my pick won, but it's also bitter because he's an ASU Sun Devil. And I would have gone to ASU, but I already knew how to read. Anyway, our winner John Rom, just played crazy good golf this week. For a minute there, I thought Tony Finau might make a match out of it, but no. No one could keep up with the young Spaniard. And sometimes he just looks so big and strong and just better than everybody else. And these are the world's best players he was with out there this week. It's just boggling. It's probably a good idea to head over and see if there are any majors futures that still have any value for him in 2019. He's probably bound to win a few big tournaments next year. The rest of the top 10 leaderboard I'm not going to get into very much because I assume we all saw this one. Although I will say that two of my other picks, Xander Shoffley and Gary Woodland, were both in really good position to make a run uh, going into Sunday. But both just kind of fizzled out. Anyway, it was a great tournament and uh, we won some units there. So good on all fronts and I am moving on. To a quick review of the 2019 Australian PGA Championship. This was actually a pretty fun tournament. And it was setting up to be a great finish between Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman. No surprise there. But Leish just couldn't hold it together coming down the stretch. And it looked, when that Sunday started... It looked like the opposite was going to happen. Cameron Smith fired his first shot into the trees, and Mark Leishman took an early lead. And then, about hole, I think it was 14 or 14, um, Cameron Smith tied it up. But on the next tee box, Mark Leishman goes in the trees. So, uh, so it was kind of an odd final round, but a lot of fun to watch. And Cameron Smith is just in excellent form at the moment. And his focus is what really impresses me. That and this week, especially his touch around the greens. He had a couple of extremely difficult-looking little pitch shots, and he just handled them effortlessly. Great stuff. Looking a little further down the leaderboard, obviously in second place, Mark Leishman. He had the lead with only like five holes to play, and he just started spraying. I feel a little bad for Mark Leishman, but he's already got a big win this year, so I don't feel too bad for him. There are just a couple other names in the top 10 that I want to note here, because there are a few that I'm not familiar with. But uh, Jason Scrivener finished T6. He continues his super solid form, and he's a player to keep an eye on. And at T9, there's a bunch of names. We have Sean Crocker, who continues to look pretty good. Jared Felton, Andrew Beef Johnston, and Nick Taylor. They all had pretty good weeks here in uh, Australia. My picks didn't do anything much, but I do have to say that Dimitrios Papadatos, who went off at 33-1, was tied for third after two rounds, and I was really excited. I thought if Dimitrios Papadatos could just hold it together, you know, in each way isn't out of the question for him, but then he proceeded to shoot 74-74 on the weekend. Oh well, it happens. And I am moving on to my review of the 2019 Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open. Our winner here this week is Kurt Kitayama. Say what? In just his third Euro Tour event, the 25 year old American from Chico, California takes down the win, shooting 65 65, 70 66. <laughs> that is just awesome he's also a UNLV guy got running rebel fever he spent two years on the web.com tour and just came through Q School to get on the 2019 Euro Tour this upcoming season I believe we'll be seeing his name again at T2 Chikarongappa and Matteo Pavon Pavon missed a very embarrassing three foot putt for Birdie on 18 on Sunday. Although it didn't really matter because uh Kitayama won by two anyway. In fourth place, solo is Justin Harding, who I think a lot of people liked going into the week, and he showed why with a super solid finish. At T5, we have Dylan Fratelli and Masahiro Kawamura. Fratelli continues some pretty good form. And Kawamura got shit on on Twitter for what some people consider to be a poor-looking swing. But uh, he continues to play very well in this event. At T7, Oliver Becker and Grant Forrest. Becker, being a solid South African pro, plays very well during these South African stretches. And Grant Forrest, uh, who hit for me just barely... But uh, he's super young, super Scottish, and super talented. And I like his golf game, and I'm keeping an eye on Grant Forrest. And an honorable mention goes out to Victor Perez, who came out just scorching with an opening round 64 to take the first round leader title. He ended up finishing T14, but he's just another hot name fresh off the challenge tour and one to keep an eye on. And that's about all I have to say for the Mauritius Open. So I'll moving on to my preview of the 2019 South Africa Open. And we're going to the Rand Park Golf Club, just outside of Johannesburg. And the event this week will be played across two Parkland-style courses at the Rand Park Golf Club. Both courses, the Firethorn and the Bush Willow will play considerably shorter than their yardage totals due to the severe Johannesburg altitude. The Firethorn course will play this week as a 7,600-yard par 72, while the Bushwillow course plays as a 7,100-yard par 71. Players will alternate the courses Thursday and Friday, and those who make the cut will play the Firethorn course for rounds three and four. Firethorn is the tougher of the two tracks, but players have been known to go super low on both. The finishing three holes on Firethorn have been described as death or glory, so a close leaderboard on Sunday afternoon could produce some fireworks. Both courses are defined by target shots and tight tree-lined fairways, And most expert write-ups are targeting greens and regulation and or scrambling stats as good indicators of strong play this week. But with the forecast calling for significant rainfall, longer hitters might have a bit of an advantage. When making picks this week, I'll be looking at driving accuracy and some distance, greens and regulation, some putting stats, Specifically, South African players and, of course, recent form. The 2000 South African Open was played here at Rand Park, and there's a few names that were there that year that are here this week. All super veterans, of course, but Darren Fickhart, Henny Otto, Adelson, de Silva, Keith Horn, Thomas Aiken, and Wally Katsi. They're all here. But more importantly, last year's Joburg Open was held here at Rand Park. And some notable players that finished very well there are Eric Van Ruin, Sean Norris, Tapio Pulkinen, Joaquin Hansen, James Morrison, Jin Ho Che, and Paul Peterson. And there's a couple names in there that I really like. And with that short introduction, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my picks. In the top range, that 30 to 1 odds and better, I am taking Eric Van Ruin at 28 to 1. This range is absolutely stacked this week. And even after I fade the first three names, which isn't easy to do here, the next four are equally difficult to choose from. Eric Van Ruin gets the nod due to his breakout year last season and his second place finish at Rand Park in last year's Joburg Open. During that week, EVR shot 64-67-70-66. And while those scores are most impressive, I clearly remember him missing one or two very makeable putts. And Van Ruin improved on his putting a bit towards the end of the summer, This past season. And it showed with his T4 finish at the Irish Open. So what I'm hoping to see is a super talented player. Whose game has improved. Since he just scorched this track a year ago. So give me Eric Van Ruin at 28 to 1. In the mid tier. That 30 to 1 odds up to 75 to 1 odds range. I'm taking Sean Norris at 33 to 1. And Sean Crocker at 40-1. to one. Double me up on the Shawns. Sean Norris continues some of my South African favoritism here. Norris tore it up on the Asian tour this past year. And although this field is much stronger than he's used to, he has played against all these guys before. And his veteran grit will keep him from being intimidated. He knows the course, he knows the competition, and he's in fairly good form currently ranked number 75 on the OWGR. So I'm very happy taking Sean Norris at 33-1. to 1. And Sean Crocker, should be no secret on this podcast, is a personal favorite of mine, and a bit of a disclaimer pick here. Chris Paisley, Justin Harding, or Kurt Kitayama are all probably or arguably better picks and at lower odds, and even Brandon Stone or Scott Vincent are tempting at a slightly higher value. However, I am a Sean Crocker believer, and I'm going to roll the dice on the young American in Johannesburg. And in the high odds range, that 75 odds and higher, I am taking Tapio Pulkinen at 80 to 1. The young Finnish bomber with a pimp hat and an outstanding finish last year at Rand Park takes this high slot. Joaquin Hansen made me think for just a minute, but I think I always knew I was going to take Tapio Pulkin in here. He opened with rounds of 64 and 65 to start the week at last year's Joburg Open. He had a very disappointing third round, which took him out of contention. And I've got to think that that just still has to burn Tapio might come out with guns blazing this week. And that's what I'm betting on at 80 to 1. And for top 10 wagers this week, um, there's a bunch of high odds names that I like for top 10s. I will need to wait and see where the values come out at. I will tweet those if you're at all interested. You can keep an eye out for those there. And for a one and done pick, I like EVR. I like Dylan Fratelli, but I might take Brandon Grace just because he is kind of a favorite here, and uh, I'm not sure if I will use him anywhere else throughout the year. As for the podcast schedule, episode 84, I may or may not get on next week for the Alfred Dunhill Championship. It's a pretty low purse, and I don't know if anyone really cares about it. Or I may just take the rest of the month off not sure. Either way, the 2019 season is going to get sick and I can't wait for it. So if you don't hear from me until January, I will be back. And I will just quickly review my picks for the 2019 South African Open. I'm taking Eric Van Ruin at 28-1, Sean Norris at 33-1, Sean Crocker at 40-1, and Tapio Polkinen at 80 to 1. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, get them in the gate.